Joining me now, I've got on my pretty much co-host nowadays ever since, you know, week eight or something, uh, Bill's Mafia-owned Reed Cashmanian. Reed, how you doing? Yeah. Oh, I, did, I get it right? did I get it right? You got it right. You yes. Got it right. All right. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for it. I was like, uh-oh, here we go. And then you, <laughs> you nailed it perfectly. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Yeah. So we're off to a fantastic fucking start. Um, all right. So let's talk. Me and Jay kind of talked about the Vikings and Packers a little bit. But um, we kind of got cut off a little bit because of his reception was terrible. So I don't know if that's going to end up making the, the podcast or not. But... I was kind of saying that I really like Jamal Williams this week because, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been moved to the IR. And uh, I also am a a fan of um, both running backs in Minnesota this week uh, because, you know, the Packers' defense is terrible. And uh, I think McKinnon's a great PPR option. But also, you know, I kind of expect the Vikings to get ahead a little bit in this game. So I think Latavius Murray could eat up some eat up some yardage in the second half. So were there any players that you really liked in this game? I mean, the Vikings receivers seem like they can eat. Yeah, I like all – it's weird because I like a lot of the offensive options for Minnesota. But the total on this game dropped from 42 to 40 and a half. And, you know, that. I mean, that tells me that they think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. I haven't looked at the weather in Green Bay. If it's, like, super cold and just miserable, I think I'd like Adam Thielen more Mm because he's more possession receiver. Like, I'm not going to call him a possession receiver because that gives the the stigma of, like, oh, he's a (laughs) six-foot... That's five, just pure racism, ass. white guy. Right, right. Like, <laughs> well, no, it could be like that. Six foot five. Like, Kelvin Benjamin is a right. possession receiver. Right. Not a white guy <laughs> at all. But, like, like you get what I'm saying, though. Like, possession receiver is always seen as, like, the slower guy. Who has all the te- yes, that type of guy. Not the speedster. I, I like both Minnesota running backs as well. I'm not as sold on Jamal Williams this week. Like, Minnesota, it's weird because Minnesota could, in theory, get the number one seed. Like, it's I actually find it fascinating. Minnesota, if I think Minnesota is the most complete team in the NFC right mm-hmm. now. If they make the Super Bowl, that shit's being played in Minnesota. Like, yeah. it's never been done before where the home team... That's crazy. We've had, like, Super 51 host, Super Bowls, and it's Yeah, where still... the Super Bowl host city has one of the teams from that city in it. I mean, mainly they keep putting the Dolphins... Like, the Super Bowl keeps being in Miami. It's like, come on, guys. Like, that's, that's not really fair. But, yeah, I, I'm not as sold on... I also just if you're in the championship game, you can just drop Jordy Nelson mm-hmm. for for the lulls because, God, I in our commenter league I picked him ninth overall. He was my first round pick, and I was like, yeah, this is gonna work. Like, oh, this is great. Yeah, him, like, him and Mike him. Evans. Like, if you got them back to back, you're like, oh baby. And meanwhile, like, there's no possible way you could be in your championship game <laughs> unless you picked up Alvin Kamara and drafted Kareem Hunt in like the eighth round. To be for the first through the first three weeks, and then Kamara takes you the rest of the way. Kind of getting off topic for a second, there is someone who commented in in my rankings post that they have, I shit you not, they have Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, and Kareem Hunt, and he needs to bench one of them. And I called him a capitalist pig. 
because that's... Oh my, first of all, that's just a ridiculous lineup. <laughs> ridiculous lineup of players. Also, <laughs> Kareem Hunt? I yeah, think I, that's what I said. I said Kareem, I said Kareem Hunt's probably the I'm correct like, answer I'm like there. looking at this and thinking, Kareem Hunt, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I, you're going to have to bench the sixth-ranked running back this week, so... <laughs> yeah, seriously... Oh man. Uh so yeah, Rams Titans. Uh so the Rams put on an absolute fucking smackdown last week on on Seattle and Robert Woods, it was good to see him in the end zone. He had five catches for like 42 yards or something like that. So, I mean, standard leagues that's 10 points, uh PPR 15. Uh I suggested putting him in in your lineup and I think he should this week too. Uh, obviously you're starting Todd Gurley. But I think the bigger question is definitely on the Tennessee side of the ball against this Rams defense who gave up seven points to Seattle on the road. Like, is there is there anything that you want in your lineup? I mean, Eric Decker maybe? I mean, no, I, I unless it's a super deep league, I can't really justify Eric Decker. Is, is there anything in this Titans team? Besides Rashard Matthews, I don't think so. Rashard Matthews and Delaney Walker – just because targets alone, like realistically, who else is getting thrown the ball? Right. Not nobody else. No. no. Um. So t- this is weird because Tennessee looked awful. I actually said that they were going to lose at San Fran because, first of all, Jimmy Garoppolo is just so beautiful. It's <laughs> just so a beautiful, beautiful man. Just a beautiful man. Even Doug with Marone a beautiful drawing motion and just even a beautiful. Even screen. Doug Marone said, "Quote: He's the hottest quarterback in the league." Oh, man. He's a, Doug Marone just called Jimmy Garoppolo the hottest quarterback in football. He has Blake Bortles, right who's not a bad-looking dude, too. Right, but Blake Bortles is balding. Jimmy Garoppolo is, like, full head of hair. Yeah, yeah. He is, like, a perfect commercial for everybody. <laughs> um, okay, getting off the uh, the man-crushing here, because also Jimmy Garoppolo is really good. I and, can't believe that Patriots just, trade him away. Just to Sorry, let listeners Jeff. know, like this is basically what we talk about in our group chat too. Is basically <laughs> how beautiful Jimmy Garoppolo is. Jimmy, that's Jimmy that's about thirty percent of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But back to the Tennessee game. You know, this is weird because it's a West Coast team traveling east, and there's actually two of these games that the West Coast team's a favorite. Um. This and then there's the Jets or the Chargers at the Jets where. I'm I'm close to coming up with a bold prediction. I'm close to saying that I think the Jets are going to win that game, mm. but I'm not there yet. I'm close. Like that who's, game. Who's their uh, starting quarterback? It's a uh, Bryce Petty. Oh God, I know, but he also kept the game relatively competitive against the against the Saints, and that was on the road in New Orleans. So, like, who's to say the Jets can't host the Chargers and win? Like, West Coast team traveling mm-hmm. east. We all we've seen this story how many times when those West Coast teams travel out east, they normally just stink up the joint. And like, this is same thing. L.A. at uh, the at Tennessee. It's a one o'clock game, so they're playing ten a.m. local time for the Rams. Like, you know, I. I think Tennessee might win this. It could be a letdown game for the Rams. Also, as a Bills fan, I need Tennessee to win this game to have any shot at the playoffs. So I guess part of me is hoping for that. 
It's going to be, I think it'll be a low scoring game. This total is at 47 and a half. I would like to smash the under on this. But mm-hmm. yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of points. That's um, a lot of, that's a lot of points. And unless you're assuming the Rams are scoring all of them, I, I don't, yeah, I don't see it. Like, you can't you can't you can't like go in assuming that Tennessee is going to score more than ten points, like in your head like it's it's well, not the inferred the inferred points are Tennessee scores twenty the Rams score twenty seven, so I I don't understand how you can imply that that Tennessee is going to score twenty points. All right, so I'm going to do a little bit of mansplaining here for what implied points are. So you take the. Uh, <laughs> So you take the spread. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I, I get the math of it all, but I just Okay, don't... yes, so that's how you do it. And <laughs> Vegas, has, Vegas has this game at 27-20. Yeah, that's So, like... Yeah, I, I like the under a lot. Yeah, so, so do I. So <laughs> we can move on to the Bills and the Patriots. Your oh local Buffalo Bills. Oh. Um, <laughs> so why don't you... I'll, I'll just give you five minutes. Like, uh, what are you thinking about the Bills' playoff chances? Okay, so the Bills this week means absolutely nothing. They can just – I would almost rather them just play conservative, literally not show anything. They should be not even studying film on the Patriots because 9-7 and seven is their – like that's what they're going to get to. If that's their like dream scenario right now. Well, the dream scenario is obviously winning out and getting to 10-6, and six, at which point they'd be like a 93% lock to make the playoffs. But – if, like, I assume they're going to lose at New England. I'm just assuming they're going to lose at New England. Then, if they beat Miami, they go to 9-7. and seven. Then, it comes down to tiebreakers. And they lose, if the Chargers win out, the Bills lose the head-to-head to L.A. Mm-hmm. But if there's a third team into that tiebreaker, uh, a.k.a. the Tennessee Titans, then the Bills actually beat out both of them. So, it's interesting because I was rooting for San Fran to win that game yes, uh, on Sunday, but then I'm realizing, holy shit, Tennessee might not actually even get to 9-7 and seven because their Week 17 game is at the Jaguars where they will get – or they're at home against the Jaguars where I expect they'll get murdered. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um... Uh, I love LaShawn McCoy again. Uh, in this game, I love Deion Lewis. I actually don't like Gronk at all this week. Well, it's because he's gonna get his he's gonna get his leg taken off. Also, if you look at the splits, whenever Buffalo plays at New England, Gronk is not overly productive. But when he plays at Buffalo, he is just a monster. Really? He puts up like the he averages like hundred and fourteen yards and a touchdown a game playing in Buffalo, because he's from Buffalo. But then at New England when they play in New England, he averages like 55 yards and like 0.4 touchdowns. It's actually kind of gross, the splits that he has when the uh, New England plays Buffalo. Yeah, I think Deion Lewis is a fantastic play this week. Um, on the Patriots side of the ball, he mentioned Gronk and everything. Um, but, you know, the Patriots defense has, has shown some kinks in their armor the last couple of weeks after, you know, going on a pretty decent run midway through midway through October and into uh, through November. Um, do you like – I mean, in a, so we're talking like a 16-team league or something. Are you, are you comfortable with Kelvin Benjamin at all? 
for next year or this year? No, I'm talking about this week in oh, like a 16 no. team league. I oh boy. I don't think so. Yeah. Cuz he's playing with a I think it's a torn meniscus. Mm. And he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to I'll just get the surgery in the offseason. I'll just play through the pain. Yeah. Yeah, no. And that... it's like, uh, what? Like <laughs> no, that like I get it. You want to get the team to the playoffs and that's commendable, but he's going to be the Andrew Luck of wide receivers. No, but I'm just he, stop. He's not going to Europe for experimental treatments. But it's like, why would I start you in any format? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get know. it. I get it. No, I get it. Um, Next year he'll be interesting, though. I think it'll be interesting to see what the Bills do at quarterback and offensive coordinator, um, because I don't think either. I don't think Tyra Taylor or Rick Dennison will be there. I think they'll both be. Um, Relieved of their duties, I believe is how teams phrase it. So it'll be interesting to see, like, if, say, let's use a hypothetical. Let's say they sign Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. and they bring in. You're Mike really, Mc- you're really hanging on to that. I'm telling you right now, it's not actually a horrible idea. If you're Kirk Cousins, it's not even a horrible idea. If Kirk Cousins goes there and they have like Mike McCoy as their offensive coordinator or something, do you see that as like? Do you see Kelvin Benjamin's value going down or up? Because I would see it going way up. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, I mean, he just has – he hasn't had the the consistent quarterback play. I mean, Cam Newton is one of – is a very – I mean, Kelvin Benjamin's rookie year, he got 1,000 yards receiving – but, I mean, Cam Newton's always been a running quarterback, not necessarily just a running quarterback, but, I mean, he's always – Kelvin Benjamin's never been the first option on a team because it was Greg Olson in, in Carolina. Uh, Buffalo this year, I mean, it's been a transition year, I guess you could say, for the offense, and, I mean, he joined the offense in the middle of the year. But, like, I definitely think Kelvin Benjamin's a sleeper next year uh, yeah, coming, I, coming into the season healthy. Yeah, I like him quite a bit next year as well. As long as he's healthy. If, if, he has Kirk, if he has Kirk Cousins, I mean, yes. I mean, him and Zay Jones. Or even if it's like, a, say they draft um, Mason Rudolph, or if I would love it if they would draft Baker Mayfield. Like, those guys are going to be, it's going to be a, holy shit, I need to throw the ball. Let's throw it to the big guy who can catch it if I just throw it up high enough. Well, guess what? If he comes down with it, that's still fantasy points for you. So, ding, ding, ding. Like, it's still not a bad play. The total on that game is interesting. I guess back to the game itself. That line went from 13 to 11, and I have no earthly idea why. I, I cannot understand why this line moved. And it, like, I don't know if it's all people in Buffalo betting the Bills. I, I don't get it. I don't get this at all. The only time Tom Brady has lost to the Bills in the, when he's playing a full game, um, he's lost twice to the Bills. In each of those games, he's thrown four interceptions. Like, like, in what universe are we seeing Tom Brady throw four interceptions? Watch, they pick him off like five times this week or something. But, like, I, I don't see it happening. I don't see this game being overly close either. No. No. 
No. <laughs> no, I, I don't like, and I'm okay with that. No, the Patriots are still, you know, they're. It's a pretty. It's gonna be a pretty thick fight the 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 next two weeks between them, the Jags, and the Steelers. So I mean, no one is going to be taking their foot off, their foot off the gas at all. Like now, if Pittsburgh had lost not last week to Pittsburgh uh, to New England, but the week before to Baltimore, and then they lost to Pitt, uh, New England, then New England, I believe, would have had the number one seed clinched. Right. At which point, then this game becomes right. interesting because then what's New England playing for? Nothing. Yeah. And we all know what happens when Bill Belichick is playing for nothing. Like it's exactly you. You bet the spread on the other team. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we can. We'll just put this to rest right now. I mean, the Steelers won last week in both of our minds. And... Um, yeah, that catch. Uh, I think it's the only reason Viz is not joining us this week is because <laughs> he's so he was so tilted about that uh, call. Oh yeah. First of all, was... that's a catch. As soon as he turns the body, that's a football after move. He, yeah, it's a football move. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it is very frustrating, and of course, Zach was defending it, and um, it's 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 been it's been a trying week for us for us as a as a group chat and as a podcast, and um, as long as you people know that um, the Steelers won last week, we can go ahead and move on. Um. Falcons and Saints. Um, I don't know. Do you have any? Do you have any gauge on if Tevin Coleman's going to play this week? He is. Uh, he exited. Uh, he is no longer in concussion protocol. Okay. I expect him to play. I don't think it's a great spot though. Um, this game's I... weird. This total. This total is it. This is. I believe it's the highest total in the week at fifty-two and a half. Oh wow! It's got to be the highest total. Like that's a. They expect I a ton of points. I definitely want to bet the under on that. I think I want to slam the under on it as well because I don't see. So I guess there's two underappreciated things: how bad the Atlanta offense has been. Oh my god, they um, scored twenty against Tampa. Yeah, I don't. I don't get what they do. Like Steve Sarkeesian's <laughs> awful. And the other, and the other thing I really want to note is, if you look at like quarterbacks, like on the on the season, where does Drew Brees actually rank? Uh, I haven't, I haven't actually drafted. looked, but I can't imagine he's like much further past the fifteenth overall quarterback. Right, but what quarterback was he drafted as? What fourth? Oh, like QB third? QB three to five. Okay, he has been. I don't want to say a disappointment this year from a fantasy fantasy perspective, but I'm going to say he's been a disappointment this year from a fantasy perspective. Yeah. You're drafting him to put up 28 points every week. Mm-hmm. He's not coming close to mm-hmm. that. No, no. Because they've developed into a running team, and which like, is he can very throw interesting it. for the Saints. Yeah, he can throw it, but I also think like he can't throw it as well as he could two years ago. No. Which tell which gives me an interesting idea. Like, hey, maybe Drew Brees, who's thirty nine or forty, might be getting up there in age. And what does that tell me about next year if Drew Brees is back? Do I take Drew Brees, or do I let somebody else do that and say, okay, well, good luck. You know what's because... interesting though. Um, it from a real football standpoint. I mean, with him not having to throw the ball as much, I mean, he, if he, say he signs this offseason with the Saints, you know, 
takes a takes a little pay cut or whatever and says I want I want to win a title here you know uh, another title here and I want to finish my career here blah 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 um, he could have he could buy himself a couple more years with with the running game and just be an as needed quarterback you know like uh, you know throwing twenty five passes a game as opposed to forty passes a game and this could really lengthen his career. But the other thing I wanted to point out was even though Drew Brees has, you know, not had, um, not had his regular up to snuff season, Michael Thomas has had a fantastic year outside of not being in the end zone. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's already over a thousand yards this year, and Drew Brees. I mean, he's still getting his targets, so I think Michael Thomas is going to be drafted next year right around where he was this year, despite, you know, uh, Drew Brees not being, you know, Drew Brees anymore. Absolutely. I mean, Michael Thomas, he should be, like, top 10 in terms of yardage. He's been, yeah, he's sixth in the league in yardage. He is over 1,000 yards already. He's got five touchdowns. Yeah, uh, he already has more catches this year than he did last year. Yeah, he's got 94 catches. Like, Mm -hmm. he's been a monster again. Um you got to draft him. I think it's a really frustrating because there's a Viz and I had a joke going for a couple of years that Drew Brees, whoever his number one target was, his number one, his number one wideout was, he would never throw to him. Uh, it started when Marcus Brandon Colston Cooks. was the number one, right, and then right. he would always throw to Brandon Cooks. Then Brandon Cooks became the number one, and then he would always throw to Michael Thomas. Now and it's like Willie Sneed. Is, yeah, Willie Sneed. Now um, Drew Brees is like, well, maybe I should actually throw to Michael Thomas. Maybe right. I should throw to my number one wideout, and it's like, oh well, geez, thanks, my God. Also, <laughs> also, I'm gonna throw this out there. What do you think the longest catch Michael Thomas has this year is? Okay, I'm not gonna look at the stats because I'm pretty sure it'll pull that off. Uh, I will say 42 yards. 35 yard catch. See, I that was is, I was lowballing just by the way that you phrased the question. Obviously, I'm right. not going to say 75 yards, but 35 yards. Oh my gosh! So, like the next lowest that I can find is 35 yards, and it's by Devin Funches, which that's a possession receiver. That's yeah. completely understandable. Also, he's been hurt. Evan Ingram, 35 yards. That's a tight end. Like, you look at all these guys. Uh, Jack Doyle for Indianapolis is the only guy in the top 50 in yardage on the season who has a lower um, longest catch, and that's 26 yards. That's a tight end. Yeah. That's also a white boy tight end, That's too, by so. nine nine yards. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that, that's insane. Gronk had a, even has a 53-yard touchdown. Did they? Like, yeah. Like, what, is, like, what is that? I'm so... That has me like completely like. It's a completely a... different offense. Like it is, it is insane. I mean, they can run the ball at will. So I mean, it shouldn't come as that much of a surprise. But like, it is a surprise that he hasn't, you know, had a fifty-yard reception this year. Yeah, um, I'll say this: they didn't run the ball nearly as effective last week, effectively last week as I thought they were going to. See, I don't um, remember the, the Saints the, game last. The, they played the Jets, and the Jets played them pretty tough. Okay. Like, it was a weird backdoor. I think it was a backdoor cover that had no business happening. Really? But, oh, no, it wasn't a backdoor cover. It was a teaser that ended up covering. Okay. Um, oh, so uh, the Jets covered on a tease. 
No, th- no, I played the Jets with a. Wait, no, I played. Or the Saints covered a tease. Hold on, what did I even do here? I I don't remember it. I don't remember exactly what I did, but I remember it was like the dirtiest like cover possible. <laughs> um, okay, let's go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go uh, Bucks Panthers real quick because I want to talk about whether or not. So Tampa's defense is obviously horrible, despite them not letting the Falcons score on them. Because I think the Falcons' offense, and you agree with me, or I agree with you, vice versa, that the Falcons' offense is just terrible. Um, but Cam Newton's a number one quarterback this week, right? Like not number one overall, but he's a QB one. Do you do you agree? Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna dominate. Carolina needs to win this game. Yeah, they the, do. The three the three team race in the NFC South is actually pretty interesting between uh, Carolina, New Orleans, and Atlanta. Like, if it, uh, I think the next week's game is Carolina against the Falcons, again, interesting game. Like, if Atlanta wins out, if Atlanta beats New Orleans and then Carolina <laughs> next week, they take the division, and that's kind of bit. That's yeah, cute. they yeah. It said Monday night they they, they just need to win out. Um but getting back to fantasy a little bit, so Christian McCaffrey had a huge game against the Packers last week. Like, can you trust putting him in your flex spot against against the Buccaneers? Because he did not have a good game against the Bucs uh, last time. And, I mean, obviously it's a totally different point of the season. This offense is ever-evolving as, um, as it's learning its pieces and whatnot. I mean, there's been so many changes on this offense over the season. Can you expect like even, you know, seventy five percent of that production from Christian McCaffrey, which would warrant a start? Yeah, I can because Tampa's defense stinks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no Gerald McCoy this time around. I there's don't know no... about Levante David. I don't know if he's. And playing. I'm not. I don't think Levante David's playing. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to check it again. I mainly focus on the injuries of like offensive players because. I've checked you know, out of the Buccaneers this year. Like, I watched the Monday night game, but I've completely checked out. I, I'll be honest. I didn't even watch the Monday night game because those games have been so bad. Like, this week, the primetime games are awful again. Oh, Just God. awful. Like yeah, I would Minnesota, watch the Saturday games if I weren't betting on them. Right. Like, uh, first of all, who's really going to watch Indy at Baltimore? It, besides me. No one. Like, that's the largest spread of the week. I, I, te- I teased it down to eight. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's a lot. Like thirteen and a half is a lot. Yeah. Um, and then Minnesota at Green Bay without it, and Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like, who wants to watch that? No. Like Brent Brent Hundley has more Sunday night or Saturday night games than the Bills do. How is that a thing? It's... How did they not flex out of that game? I don't know if you can flex out of days. God, change the day then, Jesus. Like, I, like honestly, I don't think you can move a Saturday game to a Sunday. Yeah, game I, like or... I get it, but yeah. that's like that's terrible for them. And then even the Sunday, the Sunday night, or no, there's no Sunday night game. No, uh, and then we have two Monday night games. Yeah, the two the two Monday All games. Right, Pittsburgh, God, Pittsburgh. it's just fucking pitiful. Oh my God, Pittsburgh at Houston, kill me. Like not watching it. And then um, Oakland at Philly. No Philly more Carson going... Wentz. No more Carson Wentz, but Oakland stinks. Philly is going to murder them. Yes. That line's at nine. I would bet the house on Philly. They're going to absolutely slaughter Oakland that game. So let's talk but about the- this game real quick. 
because okay. we have we have a lot of a, a lot of uh, listeners or commenters that are asking about picking up Nick Foles. Like, absolutely. Like, yes, he is a top ten play this week. You need to play uh, Foles over Kirk Cousins. You need to play Foles over. Um, I don't want to say Philip Rivers, but um, uh, Jameis Winston, uh, Drew Brees, um, just going Marcus Mariota, Dak Prescott, like for real. Foles is a good play. I mean, I I just don't know how to stress that enough. Like he he threw four touchdowns last week. Like I don't see that changing. Yeah, I don't see it changing at all. I. Like I feel like I've only already said it like three or four times. Oakland stinks. Yes, that team is bad. The I, I'm guessing, two defensive or special teams touchdowns for the Eagles this week. Hmm. They gave up way too many points to the Giants last week. They're going to be like, you know what? We're shutting it down. Just shut them down. Make David make a Derek is this, Carr's is this for a contract buy? extension. Um, yeah, if they win this week, then they get. Then I believe they clinch the number one overall okay. seed in the NFC. Yeah, Nick Foles, but just th- fucking gonna, play him. Yeah, just play Nick Foles, man. Like, also Jay Jai, play him. Yeah, I, I don't agree. know if I. I don't even. I, I'd consider. I, you have to have better options than Legarrette Blunt at this point, though. Oh yeah, you have to. Um, um, interesting though, Marshawn Lynch. No. No. Okay. No, I think they're going to get so far behind that they're going to stop running it. Yeah. Yeah. I I can get behind that. And then they're just going to put like Richard and Washington in there because they're actually more talented running backs. Yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. Uh, Let's hop to the Jaguars 49ers real quick. Interesting. Uh, Yeah. It is very interesting. This is like uh, this game, four and a half points. uh, It's kind of scary. Like, you want to press that Jaguars button so bad for minus four and a half. But, I mean, the way that the 49ers have played lately, I mean, okay, so we can talk just strictly from a fantasy standpoint. Blake Bortles has been really good the past three weeks. Do you... <laughs> I think with this matchup, you're playing him in your championship game. Do you agree? Yes, I think he will. Yeah. Um, Leonard Fournette, obviously. Um but interesting, D.D. Westbrook or uh, Cole, who had the 186 yards last week. Who, who can I say? Can I say both? Wow. Okay. I'm wow. gonna tell you right now. This game is good. I think this is gonna become a shootout. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be like the only one on this. I actually like the 49ers to win again. And this is going to be nuts. I think they're going to ruin what they did the first, like, 12 weeks of the season by putting Jimmy Garoppolo in because he's so beautiful. And he's going to, like, win every – he's going to win too many games for them to get a meaningful first-round pick. It's it's absolutely disgusting. Um, Marquis Goodwin is actually a really good, really talented wideout. Okay, yeah. And we, he's healthy. We, we talked about this, and, yeah. And they and they and he keeps throwing to him. Like last week, Marquis Goodwin, I think he had uh, ten catches for 105 yards. Like that's awesome. He's gonna like Jimmy Garoppolo. He doesn't have the weapons yet. Like the Marquis Goodwin's a really, really, really good wide receiver too. 
they're going to bring in a wide receiver one in the offseason, and it's it's going to be like a monster performance. I like I expect this to be a lot of scoring. Um, I think you should be safe playing the most of the all of the Jaguars' offensive options. Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, how many times am I gonna are you gonna say start the quarterback that's playing against Jacksonville? But I, I almost think you start him. Yeah, I, I think you start him because he's just looked it's so risky. good. It is risky, but again, we talked about how like if you're if you're teams... in your third third or fourth third third or fourth place game, like I can totally get behind Jimmy Garoppolo just for the upside, but like. I don't know about put, rolling him out there in a championship game against the Jaguars. Okay, which one do you feel more comfortable about, Drew Brees or Jimmy Garoppolo? Jesus Christ, you would ask this. I, I got to say Drew Brees. Okay, Matt Ryan or Jimmy Garoppolo? Mm, God, that's a tough question. You might have a point. Uh, Nick Foles. <laughs> Yeah, I would play Nick Foles. Yeah, no, okay. uh, Jimmy Garoppolo um, over Matt Ryan. Okay, Philip Rivers or Jimmy Garoppolo? Philip Rivers. Interesting. So there's, a, I guess, the one thing I'm taking away from this week, and you look at all these matchups, there's a lot of teams traveling from one coast to the other coast. And that's what makes this week really volatile in terms of trying to figure out, like, okay, who am I going to, like, who do I think's going to win? And, again, East Coast team Jacksonville traveling all the way out to San Fran. Like, it's not – it's not it's not a gimme game for Jacksonville. There's a reason this line went from five and a half to four. Mm-hmm. It's not because, oh, like – it's not just, oh, like, whatever. No, like, San Fran can play with these teams. Yeah. And Jimmy Garoppolo can put up points. So you like the plus four and a half for San Francisco? I think I do actually. Okay. Um. Yeah, and like, do you like them better as a teaser leg? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So that would be probably ten and a half points. I mean, yeah, yeah, I I can totally get behind that. I mean, I can I can see the 49ers scoring twenty points this week. I mean, but yeah, as far as starting Jimmy Garoppolo, it just makes me uncomfortable. Like, I'd I'd be hopeful. I, I understand it's uncomfortable, but just look at him. Yeah. <laughs> just just pull up a him. picture on Google and stare into his eyes. Also, he's yet to lose a game that he started, so it's true. Yeah, better just, career just than Tom to Brady already. Yeah. Tom Brady has more losses, so <laughs> and has been sacked more and thrown more interceptions and exactly. lost more Super Bowls. Exactly. The, <laughs> the main categories. Yes. On one thing I one game I guess I do wanna Did I wanna talk about it? think so um no actually that was the game i want to talk about the san fran one i think i don't know if i play carlos hyde i probably don't but like it could be one of those stupid games where he gets like 63 rushing yards on 24 carries and gets two touchdowns yeah just because i don't like just because it's that type of game where they just pound the rock and then they use play action and that's where Jimmy gets all of his yards. Which, by the way, every team should be running play action like all of the time. 
all of, I don't understand why teams just don't run play it. If you're not, like run the same looking thing where the running back acts like like act like you're running the ball, and then some plays you hand it off, and then some plays it's just play action. It oh, won't yeah. work every single time. It makes us it puts the safety on absolute tilt. I agree with you. I um, don't understand from an offensive perspective. I don't understand why they don't just run play action a lot, especially passing teams. No, I, I it, Jameis Winston. He's one of those quarterbacks who's the most effective when he's running play action, and I think that's a great start for a lot of young quarterbacks is running a lot of play action if you get the running game established. I mean, it can help out the confidence of a lot of players, but, I mean, we see these quarterbacks struggling, and it's because of the way that the offense is, is play call, or the play calling of the offense, and, yeah, I, I totally get your frustration with that. Yeah. I, want, I wanted to talk about um, Seattle and Dallas to wrap up. But before we talk about that, I wanted to get your interest on one player that I know. It, it'd be interesting to know how many people that have Jordan Howard on their roster have actually made the final. Whether they were able to snag up Kamara or Hunt would be a big possibility. But Jordan Howard has had one good game in his last four games. And he's playing the Browns this week, who we know are not the worst against the run. Like, can you put Jordan Howard in your lineup? Like, I, you, you almost have to. Yeah. But I, I don't like it. No. I don't like it, but I mean, the the hope is that they get up by enough where they just run the ball over and over and over away from Miles Garrett and mm-hmm. then they and then he picks up all the yards he needs. But Peyton Barber or Jordan Howard. Uh Jordan Howard. Samaje Perrine or Jordan Howard. Uh Samaje Pirine actually got injured in practice today, so Jordan Oh that's right. Howard. Okay. Uh yeah, he <laughs> he hurt his uh hamstring, didn't he? Yeah, at the like beginning of practice and then he didn't do anything. Oh, it's a groin injury, it's groin injury, that's right. Yeah. It's okay. coming up in the write up tomorrow morning. I've actually been saving the write ups um for Friday. That's probably good. Because idea. I'm gonna tell you right now, the amount of injury news that comes out on Thursday is like like Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening is mind boggling. Yeah. So it's a matter of just like, okay, did something happen in the Thursday practice? Oh, something massive happened in the Thursday practice after I've already submitted this <laughs> uh, article on the injuries. Hmm. Well, this is awkward. All right. Just two more. Okay. S- uh, Joe Mixon or Jordan Howard? Oh, man. Um, I think it's Joe Mixon against the Lions. I think it's Mixon too, but I don't. Oh, that's close. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd lean Mixon, okay. but not by a lot. All right, yeah, I I think we get the idea. Like he's a mid twenties, right? Like it's so frustrating. I had such high hopes for Jordan Howard. All right, let's wrap up with uh, the Seahawks and the Cowboys. Yes. So the Cowboys are favored by five points. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that they could either win this game by 17 points or it could be the absolute other way around. It just depends on the attitude of the Seahawks. What do you think? I actually think Seattle is going to dominate this game. Okay. And this is – I know Ezekiel Elliott's back, but the Cowboys somewhat found a rhythm with Rod Smith. Yeah. And Alfred Morris. And I actually feel like I feel like they're gonna force uh Zeke back like into like the lion's share of carries. And I don't know if that's the best thing that they should be doing. Mm-mm. And Seattle, like, they got beat up by Jacksonville. They come home and they get slaughtered by the Rams. This is a pissed off Seahawks team and they need to win. Yeah. They're, I don't know if Dallas has been eliminated yet. No, but no doubt. Both, I think they both are. Uh, I think they're both are eight and six. Well, to be honest with you, if you're asking me, so like, what quarterback's better, Russell Wilson or Dak? Russell, like Russell Wilson. I I think he's going to take over the game. Yeah. Because I look at the the defense of the Rams. Like Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the league. Um, unblockable. Um, Jacksonville's defense all around is a monster. Dallas has what Demarcus Lawrence, but Russell Wilson can outrun him and make him look like a fool, like dancing around. I think Seattle plays angry in this one. Um, maybe not try and beat up any fans, but <laughs> I think they play angry in this one. And I actually like Seattle a lot in this game. I would love them take getting five points. Okay. The Vegas line on Ezekiel Elliott's rushing yards is eighty-five and a half. Are you thinking over and over or under? I'll say over just on volume alone. Yeah, yeah. they're going to run him to the ground. Yeah, I mean, why not? There's he's fresh legs, and there's two games left in the season. That um, makes total sense. Um, are you comfortable starting Doug Baldwin? Yes. And are you comfortable? Starting Des Bryant. Yes, because oh. both teams really don't have much in terms of cornerbacks yeah. and secondary. So, like, I expect points to be had in this game. Right. I just think Russell, who, what team is going to do better in a shootout, Dallas or Seattle? Right. I think yeah, Seattle, I think, me, Seattle does, I think Seattle does better in the shootout. Although, no, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I can't. I can't think of a shootout because uh, Dallas has been in one shootout this year against the Rams, and they ended up on the losing side of that one pretty early in the season. But other than that, I can't think of many games that Dallas has just put up 30-some points or something. And I think it's – Sean Lee's healthy, but that's really all Dallas has on the defensive side of the ball. And um, Russell Wilson is a different species, so, I mean, you can – you can kind of draw your conclusions from there how this is going to go. And I, I, you kind of talked me into Seattle a little bit here. So uh, I think we'll wrap up with that, though. I want to thank you for joining me this week, and we will definitely catch you next week. The ambulance report will be coming out um, on Friday morning, followed by probably this podcast. So uh, just click, click back one post uh, to catch the ambulance report. And, uh, Reed, where can we find you on Twitter? I'm at Reed Cash 17 R-E-I-D-K-A-S-H-1-7. Awesome. You can find me at Rasball underscore M-B. 
as you know my rankings are already out and uh, just hop in the comment section we'll be on the Sunday thread helping you answering all your uh, all your fancy football needs for your championship week alright good luck with everybody with your championship matchups and we'll catch you next week <laughs>